Greetings! Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy, trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? Um, we are in the height of summer. Mm-hmm. It's hot as balls. Yes. Um, the humidity. Is a rising. Oh, I feel like I'm drowning sometimes mm-hmm. outside. It's oppressive. But I don't think I'd have it any other way. <laughs> I'm like, it's really only three months. It's really not that bad. <laughs> Well, I tell myself that it's really more than that, but I tell myself it's the height is like three months. Yeah, no, it's true. It is true. Like the height of it. Definitely. Um, But I've been in a climate. I finally had like, what, 19, I think I had checked out Oklahoma and it was very dry there. Mm -hmm. And I was there for just a couple days, nothing crazy. And um, I thought I was going to die. Like, it was so dry. Like, my skin just felt dry. Like, my sinuses could not deal. Like, you like, turn it into a raisin. They didn't know. Yeah, like, the cavities of my body were like, what is going on? Yeah. yeah. But it was, like, in my head. Like, my head cavities. <laughs> I... Like, my face just felt like it was going to explode the whole time I was there. Yeah, like your sinuses. I, yeah, it was weird. I could not deal. And then as soon as, like, we started coming back in the south where there was, like, moisture in the air, like, I felt normal. <laughs> your lizard skin was yeah. <laughs> No, more like, like, like amphibious skin. <laughs> like, I, yeah, no, not, I'm not a lizard. No, I'm, like, a straight-up frog. Frog. <laughs> I'm a frog. <laughs> um, but, but what kind of frog? Oh... One of those, like, really mean, chubby ones. <laughs> it's, like, kind of spiky, um, but definitely round, like a definitely toad. Round. I think I don't think I'm a frog. I'm a toad. <laughs> <laughs> those are the ones that are princes. <laughs> so, we've just been trying to survive the Florida summer heat. Um, we haven't been maintaining our social media very well. Uh, I apologize. It's, again, though, it's very hot. And for me, it's my very busiest time for my job. So mm. I do apologize. But, mm, c'est la vie. <laughs> uh, so um, we had finished out Shirt Moon. Shirt Moon. And we're kicking off Marka. The month of Marka. Marka. And uh, movies that make you proud to be American. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely gives you hyped. Yeah, but more hyped. Yeah. Hyped to be American, not necessarily proud. <laughs> right. Because watching Independence like, yeah! Day. Yeah. But this one's more of like, it's, because even at the end, he's like, it's not just an American holiday. It's a no, human we'll, holiday. We'll get to that. Okay, okay, we got, I got some notes on okay. that. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> and after um, this episode, we'll be doing A League of Their Own, which was one we both loved growing up. Um, I feel like very American-centric movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nice drama, you know. It wasn't like a war movie, you know. Yeah, like It's a right. war movie, but not a war movie. <laughs> right. That wasn't the focus of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what uh, what you been up to? What you been watching? So we recently uh, resubscribed to Peacock. Oh, okay. And there was this new show on there that me and my mom watched called Based on a True Story. Mm. It had Kaylee Cuckoo. Oh, I, I don't know how to say that. Yeah, <laughs> looks like Cuckoo to me. Penny. <laughs> yeah. It had her in it, um, and it was about her and her husband making a podcast about a serial killer. Mm. I don't know how to say it without giving away spoilers, but well, then... we'll just leave it at that. Okay. But it's kind of like a comedy drama. Okay. Um, more more on the comedy side for sure. Yeah. But it was really cute. Nice. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Cool. I will not be subscribing to Peacock, so I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. It was really cute. <laughs> I mean, it's not that expensive. Yeah. Like... I just got a lot mm-hmm. right now, so... Oh, maybe eventually. Yeah, sometimes I just get it for like a month and then mm-hmm. cancel. 
just to like watch a few shows that I haven't seen. Yeah, no, because I can plow through them. <laughs> and then last night we watched. It was called Love the Coopers. Okay, I don't think I've heard of that one. I hadn't either. I thought it was new, but then I was like, wait a minute, because uh, I didn't realize one of the stars was who he was until it had the you know cast at the end of the movie. And I was like, what? Wait a minute. Wait, did this movie come out? It was 2015. Mm. So it was like, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and it had, it was loaded with stars. It had Diane Keaton. It had John Goodman. It had Timothy Chalamet. Damn. Yeah. It had, and he was young. And what was this about? It was about this family. Mm -hmm. Um, it had Amanda Siegfried. It had the guy, Andy from the office. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Um, it had Alan Arkin. What? I know. It's like A-list, all these fucking celebrities. The movie was so mediocre. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that happens when you get that many. They just like, it, they get that many stars and then they just have no like plot basically. A lot of the time, yeah. yeah. When they have a plot, it was like, <laughs> Dave walked in while we were watching it and he said, is this a Hallmark movie? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, should be, but no. Oh. Yeah. How disappointing. I know. I mean, it, it was, happens. like, very family-friendly. I can uh, say that. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, like, cute, I could say, for kids, maybe. But it still had a lot of, like, sexual things, too, so it was kind of, like, an odd, who is this movie for, kind of. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Really? Is it family friendly? Like I it's don't a know. hard PG thirteen. I feel like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but still, like I mean, I don't know. It was narrated, you know. Oh yeah, which that was, can be real hit or miss. Yeah, it can it's be a little done right or it's done. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> right. I got you. I got you. No, I, uh... So back to you. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. <laughs> How's the weather over there? <laughs> um, we watched The Power of the Dog for movie night. Andrew's pick. It was the, uh... <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, good. I Pronunciation. Was, I was gonna call him Benjamin Cucumber Patch. Because <laughs> it's always that running joke, you know, where you call his name something, something completely different. different. Yeah. And I was trying to stop myself from doing that. Um, it was good. It was a one-time watch, but uh, it was like a drama mm, with the Western. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and it was cool that um, a woman had like written and directed it. Um, so you kind of got a very different perspective, I feel like, of, of what the story is about, too. So it was interesting. Um, he was really good in it. Uh, it was just well done. Kirsten Dunst is in it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, it's very slow moving kind of build up with that. Uh, I had a gripe with one or two things of like, anyway, yeah, so <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, we've also been watching Dragon Ball Z still, so I'm like going through that. I've really been enjoying it. It's just really fun to watch in the evenings um, after a long damn hot day. So. <laughs> <laughs> long damn hot day. Yep, and then I've also been falling asleep to the same episode of Junior Bake Off every night <laughs> to where I replay it again the next <laughs> night and then I just fall asleep to it on yep. the <laughs> I get in that pattern sometimes too. I, it's been very exhausting, but I managed to watch this two hour long movie. Two and a half. So in this episode, we watched 1996's Independence Day. Mm-hmm. It was released July 3rd, 1996. The running time, 145 minutes. It was directed by Roland Emmerich, written by Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich, produced by Dean Devlin. It was starring Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, Mary McDonnell, Judd Hirsch, Margaret Collin, Randy Quaid, Vivica A. Fox, Robert Loggia, James Rebhorn, and Harvey Fierstein. Cinematography was by Carl Walter Lindenlaub. Edited by David Brenner. Music by David Arnold. The budget, $75 million. The box office, $817.4 million. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when this movie came out. While promoting Stargate in Europe... 
because that's what Roland Emmerich had also done with Stargate. Okay. Um, he conceived uh, Independence Day while answering a question about his belief in the existence of aliens. Um, Devlin and Emmerich decided to incorporate a large-scale attack kind of plot, um, having noticed that aliens in most invasion films travel all this way to, like, just kind of like, ooh, we're going to hide on Earth, you know? Right. um, So they wanted just, like, an all-out, obvious, aggressive attack, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the highest-grossing film of 1996. It surpassed both Twister and Mission Impossible, which Mm -hmm. were both movies we did (laughs) did. uh, (laughs) last summer for our season of Blockbusters. Yeah. Um, So the tone, uh, the very nationalistic American, like, overtones were the one thing that was widely criticized um, on the international uh, level. The speech, you know, the big speech Mm -hmm. uh, where he's like, oh, the victory in the coming war would see the entire world henceforth described 4th of July as its Independence Day. Yeah. Was described in a BBC review as the most jaw-droppingly pompous soliloquy ever delivered in a mainstream Hollywood movie. (laughs) Um, I have to retort on that. It's still, when I watch it to this day, I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You are insane. I am fucking inspired. (laughs) I fucking love a good, like, rebel-rousing speech (laughs) in a movie. I'm like, yes! Um, In 2003, readers of Empire voted that scene was um, the cheesiest movie moment of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but how old are these people? Like, were they there in the theater in 96? (laughs) Where were you when the aliens came? That's what people said. Like, where were you when the aliens came? Like, I think they said that back then. This movie was fucking huge. (laughs) Oh, man. So, (laughs) this movie features scenes filmed at Utah's historic Wendover Airfield. Um, The boat... The boat. (laughs) The boat. The base has hosted um, numerous films and military projects, um, and it also once housed the B-29 bomber Enola Gay, which became the first aircraft to drop an atomic bomb. Mm. Uh, From the Independence Day DVD commentary, uh, Film School Rejects had pointed out that the U.S. military had initially agreed to support this film's production and everything, um, by giving them, like, greater access to, like, certain bases and um, even just real-life officers, like, soldiers, like, get used mm-hmm. out of any of that. Um, but according to the producer, uh, Devlin, uh, and writer, uh, the military withdrew its support after learning about how the script references Area 51 being the hub for extraterrestrial <laughs> projects, which I think shows guilt. Exactly. I think I agree. I want to believe. <laughs> Otherwise, why would you be? Uh, you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. sure, right? I know. <laughs> um, so the Marine Corps Air Station El Toro, uh, a real life California facility that was decommissioned in '99. Uh, the site was also the home base for the atomic bomber that tries and fails to destroy the uh, invading Martians in the War of the Worlds. Mm. So that's what that was a reference to. Um, so, uh, Devlin, he was like, he knew Kevin Spacey. So he was wanting to give, uh, President Whitmore's role to Kevin Spacey. Mm. And the studios were like, nah, Kevin Spacey ain't acting material. He's not leading guy material. Oh, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. And they brought in Bill Pullman, who is. <laughs> I mean, yes. I'm a huge Bill <laughs> Pullman fan. I just want to like throw that out there. <laughs> and we mock Pullman all you want. But the film was originally probably going to be called Doomsday. Because mm, it did not have a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was like more of the studios or something kind of wanting that. Um, Because they did want it to be called Independence Day, and Bill Pullman was, like, super on board. So they actually had moved up the filming of the big speech 
and everything so they could show it to the studio and mm. be like, nah, this is why you have to call it Independence, Independence Day. Because there had already been a movie, I guess, titled that. Doomsday? Uh, uh, no, Independence, Independence Day, oh, okay. yeah. So it was like a thing and they were a little like not on board. They were like, no, Doomsday. And then, no, they showed them this this speech and they just Sorry. were, yes, they were just as inspired as you. <laughs> <laughs> Now, a lot can't of people... help it. I'm basic. <laughs> uh, now, a lot of people obviously uh, pointed out, like, how easily Jeff Goldblum was like, oh, he's figured out how to, like, put a virus in this alien code, and I went to MIT. And, uh, <laughs> right, in the whole world. So, Devlin offered answers during a 2014 uh, Reddit, um, Ask Me Anything. Nice. Um, he was like, okay, what Jeff Goldblum's character discovered was that the programming structure of the alien ship was just binary code. And as any beginning programmer can tell you, binary code is a series of ones and zeros. What Goldblum's character did was turn the ones into zeros and the zeros into ones, effectively reversing the code that was sent. But they also noted that there was a seven-minute scene that would have addressed that in the beginning because uh, it suggested that modern computers in Independence Day universe were descendants from reversed engineer versions of recovered alien tech. Okay. Uh, courtesy of Area 51. Um, but that scene was cut from the film. So that's why you don't get that core, you know. That wouldn't have made sense anyway, though, because even the doctor was like, oh, we couldn't even open this technology until the ships appeared. Like, they couldn't even open the spacecraft. Oh, right. Yeah. So, like, what kind of technology really get? Were they really getting from the, from the yeah, dead no. bodies? <laughs> You're right. So it still doesn't make sense. <laughs> Fuck you, Devlin. <laughs> and accurate. <laughs> and accurate. <laughs> so Jeff Goldblum said, must go faster in both Jurassic Park and this film. Love it. Uh, yeah, so... And they came out, like, right around the same time. Yeah, this came out a few years later. <laughs> Apparently, it was the director Emmerich's request for Goldblum to say it, and purportedly, Steven Spielberg was not pleased. <laughs> really? So, in a Los Angeles Times 1996 review of the film, it suggested the film had a serious tendency to marry schlocky plot elements to a cheerful insistence on stereotyping, among others... Jews, gays, alcoholics, scientists, and the residents of Los Angeles. Um, which is accurate because there's, I even had wrote it in my notes where they were like, they're going to ask the Los Angeles to, to stop shooting their guns at the alien <laughs> ship. Like, I was it, like, isn't that America? I feel like that's an American thing that people would do now. Uh, I do think it's more of a commentary on America than right. Los Angeles itself. But I think during that time, that was a snub on Los Angeles. Oh. Cause I guess at, cause we got to think back in 96, I don't think that was as prevalent as like across the United States like it is now like, like gun culture in mm. general you know what I mean like gun violence wasn't at the peak <laughs> that we're experiencing so I guess it was like a jab at like oh Los Angeles filled with like gangs and gun violence and, yeah you know and then, of course, all the other stereotypes, as they mentioned. <laughs> See, I, I guess I never, I didn't notice that. Well, yeah, because you're a kid, and, right. like, and you're just like, aliens! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Will Smith! <laughs> <laughs> well, and not to mention, like, I mean, Vivica Fox is like a stripper, and like, yeah. um, you know, all these other things that, it felt like a very 90s movie. That's <laughs> yeah. really what it was. Um, even in Lebanon... They had it, like, super censored. Apparently, they were, like, not okay with, like, the Jewish prayer that is shown mm. in it. And then they did not like that it had showed, like, the Israeli army and, like, Arab armies, like, working as Together. one. Together. Yeah. They're like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're showing that everybody. That's what I liked about it. They're showing everything can come together. Well, a lot of people humans. did not like that. <laughs> They're like never. Pleh. They're like not this lifetime. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was uh, some fun facts about the film. Uh, with that, Jess is gonna read that Yego called summary. 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 Strange phenomena surface around the globe. The skies ignite. Terror races through the world's major cities. As these extraordinary events unfold, it becomes increasingly clear that a force of incredible magnitude 
has arrived. It's mission total annihilation over the 4th of July weekend. How dare it? The last hope to stop the destruction is an unlikely group of people united by fate and unimaginable circumstances. Um, I watch it almost every year. Oh, you do? On the 4th of July. Oh, this is one of your, the gentry go-tos. It's one of the gentry go-tos. I don't know if this is a gentry thing or just me thing. Or just I know I for sure enjoy it. Nice. I think it has been, it had been like probably, I'm going to say 20 years. Wow, really? Like, yeah, like how old am I? I'm old. (laughs) You're 35. Yeah, so 20 years ago. You're 15? Yeah, I think my, like, teenager. Hmm. Like, I don't think I've watched it in my adult years. Wow. Just because it, I didn't What do you ha- watch on the 4th of July? <laughs> Girl, I'm always working. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, like, summer's always, like, every job I've ever had, the summer is, is the busy time. That is actually a holiday that we close. Yeah, no, it's one that I'm always working, usually. So, yeah, it's been, though, yeah, 20 years, dude, probably, like, if not more, I don't even know if I watched it as a late teenager. So I just didn't own it. This I is know basically that. a first watch for you, then. <laughs> It's like all over again. But that was the thing, though, for me, is watching it, it was like, it was always there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I realized I didn't remember anything, but at the same time, as I was watching it, like, it all, like, came back to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I do remember watching it a lot when I was young, young. It was just, yeah, as an adult, I never really picked it up again. all coming back to me now. So, so obviously my, my recollection was like the obvious, the white house, you know, like seeing the explosion and like when he was like in the desert, like, like dragging the alien, like those were my two, like most like, this is what I remember. Um, obviously the rest of it. So you remember the trailer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Essentially that was it. Like I kind of didn't remember how they were all connected. Like. Mm -hmm forgot about randy quaid at first i'm like oh yeah mr randy quaid <laughs> mr randy quaid so now do you see in the uh his son the longish hair that mm-hmm. wasn't gone in 60 seconds oh my god <laughs> yes that's where i was like oh my god where was it? who was this guy again yeah. I'm like, i know that kid that's right that's where he's from that's it so what well obviously since you watch it all the time you have a lot of memories, I suppose. I but do. what are your because, like I your said, big? it's a core memory for me because I was there in '96, and it was fucking epic. If we didn't see it the day it came out, we saw it like that weekend. Yeah, like because we went Fourth of July and, like, weekend. Yeah, probably went. We yeah. went because I remember we would go to like movie openings and wait in line because mm-hmm. we were like, yeah, like so excited. <laughs> that was like a cool thing that I remember was definitely like a family thing. Cause mm-hmm. I, when I would come visit or stay weekends and that was like a thing you guys did that yeah, I remember I getting to do sometime. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, Oh yeah. And ginger movie night. Ginger movie night. We go out to eat afterwards. Good memories. I remember going to the fancy ass Ruby Tuesdays in the mall. Oh yeah. That, when that we was, would go to that theater. That place. Yeah. Anyway. So, so yeah, this is obviously a movie we both like have recollections of. It was a huge childhood movie in 96. I was in like third grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was in six. Yeah. So it would make sense that we were prime Independence Day age. (laughs) Got your damn aliens. Like, you got cool-ass Will Smith. Um, Watching it now this time, I will say that I wouldn't consider this a Will Smith movie. No, he wasn't. He's in it, but it's not a Will Smith movie. It's more of a Bill Pullman movie. Yeah, and (laughs) Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I think it's more of them. Uh Uh-huh, it really is. I just feel like Will Smith was obviously, this was like his breakout, mm-hmm. like, you know, role. Um, this is when he was making that transition from Fresh Prince. Right. Uh, and he was 
perfect in it. Yeah. But other than that, uh, let's just fully get into it now, shall we? We I love the really intense text intro. Yeah. (laughs) And then the, as we've mentioned, the flashes. Yeah. Like gunshots or something. It is used way too much especially in the beginning it's like a horrific transition horrific (laughs) it's just so unnecessary i feel like i'm like watching like a james patterson movie (laughs) or like is that the author i'm 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 going for the notebook oh no no i feel like i'm in a um oh john clancy (laughs) oh the nicholas sparks is the notebook oh okay james patterson Patterson, i think that's like the legal stuff but i'm thinking of um james clancy or Tim Clancy. What's his name? <laughs> no idea. Tom Clancy. I feel like I'm watching a Tom Clancy. Like, he does the Jack Ryan stuff. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> um, I'm like, no, I'm not feeling this. <laughs> and it starts on July 2nd. Mm-hmm. So we're building up to July 4th. And as many times as I've seen this movie, I forgot somehow. Maybe I've missed the beginning a few times. Because I didn't remember it coming from the moon. Like the signal was coming from the moon originally. Well, it was just because the spaceship was going over No, I, I know, but I didn't remember that. Oh, I wouldn't have even remembered happening. that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I did not remember any of this. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I totally forgot that freaking President Rosalind from Battlestar Galactica is the first lady. Oh. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, she's always like <laughs> in some presidential like capacity. Yeah, so the movie begins, though, I feel like pretty quickly. For It's a long-ass movie. Mm-hmm. But we get to the alien part very quick. Yeah. Uh, you basically get an intro to the president and kind of the stuff surrounding that and Jeff Goldblum's character, Randy Quaid. We're getting the... (laughs) 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 And um, of like what these people's lives are basically at this moment when um, some weird shit's going on. Where were you when the aliens... When the satellites (laughs) went weird. And then the next thing you know, they're like, yo... Aliens come in 25 minutes. <laughs> exactly. We got 25 minutes. Get fuck out of here. But I love that Jeff Goldblum was like a hippie scientist, like an environmentalist. Oh, yeah. And all of those Coke cans. Like, Coke must have paid so much. Oh, because they, they had, like, the Coke vending machine. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, oh, I'm doing my part. And he was, like, picking up nothing but Coke cans. And when he opened the recycling bin, it was literally filled to the top with Coke just cans. Coke cans. <laughs> Good on you, Coke. Like, go Coca-Cola. <laughs> go Coca-Cola. It's going to take out them, them aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doing their part. They're funding it, man. They're funding the aliens. <laughs> Research. <laughs> Uh, and I like that. Um, and Jeff Goldblum is so beautiful in this movie. He really is. He's very handsome. Yes. He is the most handsome, I think, uh, of the men in this movie. Oh, I don't me. know. It's a tie between him and Will Smith. I, no. I would like go, to see them I'm in another go movie Goldblum. together, to be honest. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. I like them as a tag team. A duo. Yeah. They introduce Randy Quaid, who very much is still Cousin Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Only, yes, he is. And this time, uh, his, he was in Nam, and he also was abducted by aliens. Yes. And I do like how, through the entire fucking movie, this guy has been very upfront about his abduction. Aliens fucking come. Yeah, and they still they act s- like he's crazy. still don't believe him. Right. Like, really, They're motherfuckers? Like, oh, he's like, talking about his abduction. And, and like, those guys who were like, he's been sexually assaulted <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Like, abused and they're still sexually. like yeah they're still fucking with him and I'm like you just saw the a- the what? aliens are here now like what yeah I didn't get that either yeah that was a little like infuriating to, mm-hmm. to watch honestly I'm like they're just gaslighting him till the end exactly and he sacrifices himself for all y'all yeah mm-hmm. tisk tisk motherfuckers <laughs> how dare you um, yeah, because they don't even introduce Will Smith until the 21-minute mark, I checked. Mm. So he doesn't even come into the picture until 21 minutes. Um, and they give him, of course, his uh, opening with um, Vivica Fox. And um, the little boy was very cute. Mm-hmm. And, a little rascal. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like, oh, I remember him. 
you figure it out that he is a military man, all that good stuff. Because um, with shit going down, obviously he's going to be called back in. Mm-hmm. So he's like a fucking fighter pilot. Yeah. And then Jeff, Gold- Gun. Jeff Goldblum's character, you're getting... And this is all going back and forth. It's going to be that kind of formula, classic, like, action... Uh, kind of movie, you know, like on a big scale thing, you're going to get like White House scenes with Bill Pullman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you're going to get Will Smith, Los Angeles scenes. <laughs> Back to Jeff Goldblum and his dad yeah. <laughs> in New York. And Randy Quaid and then uh-huh. and the just... First Lady and then. <laughs> yep. And then you get uh, later um, just Vivica Fox and the, and the little boy. Mm-hmm. Who's always out here doing shit. I was like, man, she is the smartest one here besides yeah. Jeff Goldblum, really. Yeah, she's the one who actually, like, just gets things done and yeah, does she things. She's a go-getter. Yeah, exactly. She's, like, fucking saving people. Got exactly. this truck. Loading fucking refugees up. Exactly. Like, Getting all the wounded on her truck. Uh, yeah. Like, to me, uh, we haven't done this in a while, but she's the MVP. She's the MVP, She's for the sure. MVP in this movie, for sure. Single mom getting it fucking done. I know. And then she's like, yeah, I'm a stripper. Fuck you. Exactly. She's like, I'm even worth it. <laughs> and I was really uh, pissed off when Harry Connick Jr. is like, oh, if you want to be a space pilot, you can't marry a stripper. Why the fuck not, sir? Why not, Big Daddy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate him. Like, I don't, I know everyone likes him, but something yeah. about him I don't like. Yeah. And I cannot put my finger on it exactly, but there is something wrong with You're Harry like, Connick Jr. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Don't turn your back on him. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, I'm the opposite. I like him. Nope. <laughs> There's something that he's like something about that charm. I like. Yeah, and he thinks he has it. I am not fooled, sir. <laughs> I am not charmed by you. I'm charmed. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, I'm charmed. <laughs> so. Jeff Goldblum does figure out that there's like some kind of secret code and it's like, oh shit, it's a countdown. Mm -hmm. So now things are real serious. Yeah, shit just got real. So throughout the film, you also have this buildup, basically. It did still get my heart a little fluttery. It did. I will give (laughs) the the anticipation factor was still there, especially for me because it's been so long since I'd seen it. So... Um, I didn't remember the order of events. Like I said, as I watched it, then I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, yeah. like even like I said, Vivica Fox's character. Like I was like, oh yeah, I always remember her being like one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Like, cause she got shit done. Yeah. Um, and damn, she looked good in this movie. Oh my god, she was so beautiful. I know. Like just beautiful. But that dolphin ring. <laughs> What vending machines you get that from? It was the most 90s, like, Lisa Frank shit I have ever seen. It was a giant, not even a good gold (laughs) dolphin. It was like a matte, like, gold. I'm sure that was it for the 90s, though, man. (laughs) Oh, so funny. Yeah. I feel like a big part of this movie, like, a good two-thirds of it involves... Just people not listening to people they should be fucking listening mm-hmm. to. And, like, people scoffing, you know, like, and not taking... And just wasting time. Yeah, just wasting time, yeah. We get it with, like, like Randy Quaid's character. Like, I've been telling everybody. Right. Um, For ten years. Or we get even the president telling his wife, like, you need to fucking come home. Oh, no, I'll be fine. And she fucking goes down. You know, like, all these different people who <laughs> just didn't like, fucking like, listen. I'm sorry to come home. And he's like, that's okay. <laughs> like, is it? <laughs> I would have been like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you dumb you bitch. <laughs> we wouldn't be sitting here leaving our daughter motherless. <laughs> now die. <laughs> That's from face off. <laughs> oh man. So we get the big uh welcome wagon scene though in the beginning. Because it like I said we've had that the build welcome up wagon, the yeah. anticipation. And they're like, yo. Going up there like a firefly. Yeah. They're little. <laughs> oh, apparently, because um, they really set that up. Like, there really was a helicopter with those oh. things on the fucking sides. And there was like 150 people who called in UFO sightings that really? night. Really? Because they thought it was yeah. a UFO when they were filming it. So a lot of people could see, you know, because they really were flying. I mean, it looked like it was bright lights. This is before Jeff Goldblum 
has got to tell them about the uh, the warning, correct? Or no, he's telling the president as they're doing it. That's what's going on. Because he's like, no, yeah, it's a as, countdown, it's a countdown. That's why they As started, they're yeah. doing this, the welcome wagon mission. So that's what it is. Um, and yeah, and that's when you finally get to that buildup of <laughs> the aliens just open the ship and fucking... Yep. <laughs> laser the helicopter dead. yeah boom i i that's the one scene i really that really sticks out to me is that her stripper friend holding the sign up and then yeah they're, like, oh, they're opening up and then just and it i mean it's kind of graphic for what it shows like it shows explosions like people being yeah back like I'll give the visual effects. Still did hold up for the most part. I thought they were amazing. Yeah. I was like, like the only thing that looks bad is like the computer stuff. Like the technology. Oh, yeah. Does it looks, hold up? Does it hold up? <laughs> but like the special effects, I thought still looked good. They did really well of blending it, I feel mm-hmm. like. It wasn't like overly used to an extent. Um, but I'll but be there honest. There was a massive amount of explosions. <laughs> I forgot how much they showed of like the aliens. Yeah. I had no recollection. I thought we didn't even, I was like, oh, I don't remember them showing what they even looked like. Yeah. I blocked that out apparently. You're like, no, too scary. No recollection. <laughs> yeah. Probably what it was when I was like young. Um, did not remember that at all though. And I was like, oh shit, like we see a lot of the aliens. We yeah. see a lot of the mothership on the inside, like more than I was anticipating. Um, I kind of forgot about the ending of them having to like give it a computer virus. Yeah. Nope. No, no really? Yeah. I, I was like literally the on the edge of my seat at one point because I was just like, I don't, I was like, how did they defeat them? I don't remember. <laughs> I was like, how are they going to kill them? You're like, this seems impossible. <laughs> It's like, I don't remember at all. (laughs) Um, Oh, and I do have one part. So, like you said, they're starting to just destroy things. Oh, also, one, the, like, whole White House scene really was, like, a flash in a pan Mm -hmm. compared to, like, the Empire State Building one. I feel like that one was way bigger and more, like... Well, it's probably just because it was the White House. Yeah, whatever. Um... Still, I feel like it was way more, the Empire State Building scene was focused on a little more, was more epic. And with all the, yeah, because yeah, because like everything, yeah, like so all the people. And then that scene with her getting her boy and her dog out. Oh, and running. In the tunnel. Um, all I gotta say is. I was is, like, she's the only one smart enough to think of opening that fucking door. Yeah. Or else um, it's just like pure wildebeest panic mode. <laughs> strip her thighs, save lives. Exactly. <laughs> she yes. that fucking door that is down. a sticker we need to make. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Like, strip her thighs, save, save lives. lives. Like, 100%. She busts that fucking lock. You gotta open. have that thigh muscle uh, hug that pole, man, because mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Oh, no, that is like some intense workout. I do not have the strength for that. They got a lot of upper body strength, too. Good on you, girls. And then, um, oh, thank God, finally a movie where the dog isn't killed. <laughs> I was like, oh my, yes, okay, yes, he is. <laughs> I, I was like, there's no way they're going to kill a dog in this one. We get, finally, again, it goes back and forth a lot to where you don't see Will Smith a lot, a lot in it mm. because there's so many other players at hand, which I got very much like the stand vibes, like from this movie too. Um, you know, like a big global event type thing. So you're like going into all these different, you know, characters right. that are going to conveniently converge, you know, like, right. in like, the a, end. um, everybody's in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Right yeah. Um, so you get that, but I finally get to the point where I'm like, I can't wait for Harry to die. Cause that was the <laughs> one thing where I'm like, this guy has quick. to die. Yeah. And, uh, it happens daddy. real quick. Big daddy. Ugh. <laughs> And they figure out that, I'm like, like, that, it was funny, like, one time, but that's just what you call him all the time, is Big Daddy? Okay, Blanche. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, literally, that's his character was. Big Daddy? But not in the good way. So, yeah, he dies real dumb, though. I don't, I don't even understand why he died. <laughs> like, why did he take his mask off and he, go well, real high? Well, Will Smith said you can't bank at that altitude, but I don't know what bank means. No, I don't either. But, so I don't know. 
I don't know, plane. Yeah. Lingo. <laughs> I'm not a Top Gun person. No, I don't know about Either way, plane. Big Willie survives. No, yep. And I like how he immediately just, like, punches Cthulhu. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. I loved that scene. That was a good he, scene. That, because in the movie theater, like, everybody cheered. It was amazing. And then, like, with him, like, cussing him out while he's dragging him across the desert. Everybody yeah. That, that yeah. was hilarious. Like, so that was a big, that was the yeah. memorable scene. Um, and I also like that they do start mentioning, because they're going, like, where he's, like, around the radios. And it's, like, battle has repeated all over the world with the same results. Yeah. So they give you those little tidbits of like, okay, well, everyone's trying. While I feel like it was a very American-centric movie, and they were right about the speech and all of that. Like, you know, it really was like, American jerk off. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, like you said, though, it does make an effort to be like, hey, everyone's doing this. It's Mm -hmm. not just Americans. Like, all the countries in the world are trying to figure out how the fuck we're taking down this ship that's over our specific city. Yeah, it's over our Earth. Yeah, Yeah, so... So it is supposed to be, though, on a global level. We're just literally... Of course, though, it's the American scientist that figures well, it of out. of course. <laughs> and I was like, probably not in real life. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that would be the case anymore. I don't know if that's accurate. So eventually everyone just converges conveniently to, like, Area 51. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy Quaid had knew pretty quickly to get the fuck out of any area with spaceships. Yeah. He calls it immediately. He's my butthole ain't safe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they stumble across Will Smith in the desert with the alien. Um, like I said, we know Vivica Fox is with the First Lady and uh, she's been basically with a caravan and trying to get people to safety. Um, all of this is going on um, on the West Coast, um, essentially. Uh, Jeff Goldblum and everyone on the D.C. side has ended up also in Area 51 with the president. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when we intro data. <laughs> I know. And how did I forget that this was Data. Oh my god, that see, played that this was, role. I forgot to mention that was one of the few things I did remember. Yeah. Was I was like, oh, Brent Spiner is, is the, the yeah. Area 51 scientist. The doctor guy. Who I forgot goes out that way. But you know what's interesting is that he's in the second one. Oh, he, is he? He dies in this one, but he's in the second one. Dave was telling me about it, and we looked up the cast of the second movie, and he's in the second movie as oh. the same character. Well, I assume that movie probably wasn't oh, very good. Oh, but maybe it's just a flashback or something. Oh, okay. Maybe that's Yeah, what that, that would that make, make sense. sense. I have not seen the second one. You know what? I think I did and don't remember anything about it. Yeah, I think it was that kind of movie is I what think I'm going to so assume. Because I know Will Smith didn't come back. Mm-mm. Yeah, so we get a look at the aliens and the alien ship, and like you had mentioned... They were like, oh, like, without a power source, we couldn't figure it out. We just knew... I guess they were just, like, looking at its parts and components without it actually running and just trying to figure it out from there. Yeah. Which you can only do so much of. And then they also had, like, three of the aliens preserved. Uh, (laughs) So... I was like, he's a little cuckoo for a head scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. But also, beforehand, um, you get a lot of tension with the Secretary of Defense and the President mm-hmm. because they've been wanting to, like, nuke, nuke, nuke. Right. Which I can kind of get because I, like, I'm like, they have these shield things, like, you don't know, but nuking is probably a bad idea, uh, always. If, they don't have, if you can't get through the shields, I mean, What's I feel like point? you would just ruin, like, you could ruin the atmosphere for nothing. It, absolutely. Um, so, that is one thing... And even the the one general guy asked later, because he was like, when were you going to fucking tell us about this? Like, aliens are literally hovering over... Like, they destroy every main city. And you're like, it's fucking classified? And nobody was going to say anything until Jeff Goldblum's dad brought it up. Yeah. Who isn't even part of the government. Exactly. So, that part of the story was kind of stupid and, like, a little convoluted to, like, make it all, oh, this fits now like yeah so it seemed a little frustrating too. and like, what i didn't is... understand is they ended up nuking it didn't they didn't they nuke it oh they did yeah finally because okay so and then it didn't penetrate the shields right yeah it still didn't work right so did that just like bomb the atmosphere where did that nuke go they didn't act like that did anything well i think though it had destroyed because we 
we got to remember they had already destroyed the cities. So mm-hmm. literally, I think like a huge radius is just fucking destruction anyway. So they're like, eh, so I, yeah, like, cause I know I, I totally agree. <clears throat> but yeah, at that point, what are you going to do? Cause that was like at the end when they were like, we're going to just all die. So yeah, might as well take them down with yeah, us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, we've, We've used nuclear weaponry before, you know, like, yeah, it's fucked some things up for sure. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the world was sustainable. But I think the the main worry was if everyone's using their nukes. Right. That's the thing. It's not just, oh, this one nuke in this one devastated area out in the desert, you know, like, yes, you'll get the nuclear fallout with the winds and stuff. But, um, but what if everyone does that over their they're crazy exploded cities then right. it's going to be everyone's going to be yeah living in like nuclear winter probably yeah that's what they're that's what he said he yeah said that was so that was his concern um but basically at this point they're going to make sure that they rally on a global scale and that doesn't happen where it's more coordinated mm-hmm. um but what it takes to do that is Jeff Goldblum and his dad Oh, a cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love how many people in this movie were like stupid drunk and just like sobered up like that. Oh, yeah. When I was, if I was that drunk. <laughs> it would, no. It would have taken me a day to. It would have took me eight hours at least to, to, sleep, to, it to off, sleep it off. And we'd all be dead. And I'd be all hungover and still not. I'd be, there'd be so much brain fog. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to like do anything that's the movies for you movie magic movie magic (laughs) instant sobriety yeah just a couple cups of coffee good to go yeah he doesn't have the dts or nothing exactly (laughs) it's flying a fucking fighter jet when the last thing he was in was like in vietnam (laughs) (laughs) he's like no big deal up yours (laughs) (laughs) he's got it because yeah that's what they figure out when they're in the facility uh, of Area 51 is, like they say, he reverses the code very conveniently and figures out it takes the shields down and they get a window. They're like, we're going to fly but this fucking ship up into that is, mothership. How did they get the Coke can behind the shield? I guess a shield, you can put anything through there as long as it's not like a weapon. I guess. <laughs> I assume so. I mean, they had been going in and out of it the whole time anyway, it seemed like. Okay. Of what they could. Like, it seems like they could touch it and stuff. But I don't know. Probably another thing that doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's that kind of sci-fi movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I did, like, before before all that, though, the release me. Yes. That was a really cool part. And that was just basically for, one, you to get, like, an up-close-and-personal, like, ooh, we actually get to talk to the alien. And you do find out for sure that they use, like, telepathy. Yeah. (laughs) And um, he's basically just like, oh, we just want you all to die. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Bill Pullman conveniently gets, like, I see what they see. So then it turns into a Star Trek episode for just one minute. Right. (laughs) And he was able to see that they're, like, locusts, and they just go from planet to planet and gobble it right up. Leave it for dead. And that's how they roll. So they know. That's when he was like, nuke them. Yeah. Nuke them. And then they come up with their other plan. Yeah. And they finally get shit done. They go with uh, Jeff Goldblum's crazy plan. Well, basically killed his wife, too. Yeah. And that's when he's had enough. Very Mm. dramatic. Drama. 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 It's so long. This movie is so long, though. I get why it's as long as it is. To an there's extent, so many characters. There's in so there. many characters. They still flow it together. Well, I feel like though some stuff could have been cut. That's what we were talking about last night too. Was um, like back then in the '90s, like a two and a half hour. Like this is an epic. Yeah. Especially watching, and today it's like every three, four hours is like an epic. Oh movie yeah. Now. Yeah, because we watched that Power of the Dog, still pretty long fucking movie, but that was as opposed to, Andrew was thinking about renting the Avatar movie, but he was like, it's three fucking hours. Yes, like, I know. It's, he's like, no. You don't, don't have to rent it. It's on, um, you don't have, it's on HBO, I'm Well, whatever. Sure. Stream oh. it. Like, yeah. Either way, three hours. That's like a, you have to plan that. That's like a whole day. it's over three hours. Jesus maybe. Christ. Like, yeah. So this was long enough. <laughs> With a little, like I said, a little too much stuff that we kind of didn't need at times. Uh, They definitely went through the whole, like, global, like, montage, like, a lot. Which Mm -hmm. I get, it's fine, but I'm just, 
And then even in the beginning, when it was the build-up before they actually did the explosions, like, a little too much of that, too. Like, we get it. Like, yes, they're slow-moving. I'm already anticipating it. They could have cut a little bit more, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I didn't need that much anticipation. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're overdoing it. Yeah. Now I'm getting a little bored. (laughs) Oh, I have a fun fact for you, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you know that Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis were married? Oh. From 1987 to 1991. Wow. And can you imagine how beautiful that couple would be? Yeah. Ooh-wee. Too bad they didn't make babies. I know. (laughs) So as they're uh, wrapping up all the international montages, and I just put, United we stand, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're they're really, they are building you up now to the, Mm -hmm. the big finale and uh it's very american with a speech it is mm-hmm. and he's really because he's like i'm a combat pilot that's why people voted for me <laughs> <laughs> i gotta do what i gotta do and i'm gonna give a rousing speech beforehand mm-hmm. and he does no i mean i still got me yes tell it bill pullman and I, before we get to that part, I just love that Will Smith knew exactly where to find Vivica Fox. Yeah, he took that helicopter and was just like, Burr, oh, there she is. Yeah. What was her name of this? Um, Jasmine. He's like, Jasmine, Jasmine. Oh, there you are. Yes, thank God. The first place I looked. <laughs> you traveled all that way and you're exactly outside the city where I thought you'd be. That conveniently found the first lady. Like, yeah, yeah so... Very convenient. They all end up back at Area 51 again. Mm-hmm. And that's when, uh, like I said, the, the plan is Will Smith. Because I like how, too, where they're like, who's going to pilot this thing? He's like, oh, well, I've seen the maneuver. <laughs> like, you just seen them. Like, so has thousands of other people. <laughs> <laughs> Not up close. They didn't fly up there with them. That's true. That's true. So he's like, sign me up. He's I'm like, ready. I always wanted to work for NASA. Yep. And he's always wanted to see space because I did like that because they the big launch scene and they do it and they're going to the mothership and Jeff Goldblum's like oh shit why did I do this yeah like he was all Mr Brave because uh, he knew he had to be responsible for doing the code and all that and, yeah and he didn't want anyone else yeah. yeah to be reliable and uh, but he sucks and then he's like oh why did I do this and Will Smith's like I've been waiting for this my whole life mm-hmm. and that scene for me was like the the standout scene last night like because I've always wanted to go to space myself mm-hmm. and when he's up there and then it shows the thing you know and then the stars and him yes. saying that and like I the can only imagine that yeah that, that would come with that feeling of seeing that view like I get it mm-hmm. um, so that was really cool. But I like to point out that I'm like, so they discuss that the aliens are in like some bio suits, right? Like they, they in have their to spaceship. Cut open? Yeah, that was weird. And then also though, so they just go up there. They're wearing like pilot uniforms. Oh yeah, like they're not in any kind of spacesuit or like. I didn't think about that. And like I said, they did well because they never really left their ship either. But no, that's very true. But again. The aliens were in spacesuits while they were in their ship. I know they said that the aliens were similar to us in terms of, yeah, what they breathe and and the organic atmosphere, all that stuff. But still, just like, I'm like, these motherfuckers just like hopped up there and probably like a suicide mission, really. They probably weren't really planning on coming back. Yeah. But um, they did. But they did. They get up there. Everything works out almost as planned, of course. That's how it's a movie. That's a movie. <laughs> it's like a movie. Um, and so while they're in space, this is when you're getting, yeah, a lot of the big um, fighter jet scenes with Bill Pullman and Brandy Quaid and all, all of them basically um, take tremendous casualties. Yes. And or they just don't have enough missiles. Like they've gone through all of them. Mm-hmm. At I that guess they point. only carry two a plane. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, yeah. I'm sure they can only carry so many. Um, I like, though, he connects to the alien Wi-Fi. The actual connection part alien and the, like, Wi-Fi. giving them the virus is very quick. Yeah. So then it's just them more waiting to figure out how to get out, how to get out of there. But I love when they open the window and they're like, hello, hi. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I love that part. And the alien's just like, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then they just launch a bomb. 
So they have the big, they kind of try to fool you though and make it seem like that, oh, they've given up hope and that they're going to like die in there. But mm-hmm. then they're like, sayonara, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's also the big uh, Randy Quaid ending. He sacrifices himself to save, again, to save them. But um, he goes like, hello, boys, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so Willie and Jeffy escape. (laughs) (laughs) Willie and Jeffy. Um, In a sea of explosion. Like that explosion engulfs them. But they got their cigars and the spaceships. Mm -hmm. Spaceships are burning. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, they're able to do it just fine. Get back home. The way Jeff Goldblum was swinging his hips. Saunters. (laughs) Saunters. They were sauntering back. And that is how it ends, too. Is them fucking sauntering. Sauntering back. In that desert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, they were sauntering is the only way I can describe that. Because they were like, we did it. We did it. They did it. I mean, they deserve to be sauntering right exactly and i do like how they show the um, they both have their women running to them (laughs) the ships to all the down spaceships like around the world and everyone's yeah we got them (laughs) but then we were like there's still aliens aboard you think they'd be like running out trying to pew 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 i guess it was far enough up in the sky that it would kill them maybe well and too i mean at that point then you just start going in and just exterminating yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean they did say they were like locusts right you gotta do pest control and get rid of those guys because they are uh at least it was their whole colony on the ship so right they trap yeah so you're like okay genocide gotcha genocide it is, I guess. <laughs> yeah it's not the star trek way to do things but ah uh, it's the American way. It's to the do American. I, yeah, because there was that one scene too, where um, <laughs> when they're killing Brent Spiner, and he was like, "Is that bulletproof glass?" And he's like, "No, sir." And then they all just pow, pow, <laughs> like, like some of it is like, like I said, in my eyes, just distinctly American. Yeah, like yeah. you know, with everyone with their guns and. <laughs> Don't shoot your guns at the spaceship. Yeah, it's all of it. Was a, it was a uniquely American movie mm-hmm. for sure that will uh, stand up to the test of time. I think so, especially in yeah. in my heart. Yeah, <laughs> definitely the Fourth of July summer blockbuster mm-hmm. that it was. Yep, it was fun yeah. still to watch it. Mm-hmm. Even I... though last night I was like, ugh. Two and a half hours long. Yeah, I was very <laughs> tired because it was like almost midnight, basically. Same. It was like eleven thirty, and I was like, "Oh, I still have to write the notes and get the facts for the show." And I knew you were coming early today, so mm. I was like, "Well, I got to do it tonight." So yeah, despite me being very tired and worn out from the week, uh, it was still a fun watch. Yeah, it was still fun. Uh, again because I didn't remember a lot, so it was almost like watching it for the first time mm. again a little bit. Um, still exciting. Uh, aliens were very weird and cool. Still impressed and surprised of how much they showed you. Like, I yeah, did not remember. Yeah. yeah, like, I guess I thought it was going to be a little more peekaboo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you get a little shadow of maybe, alien. Is it yeah, maybe like a little, like, flash, you yeah. know? Silhouettes. Didn't realize it was going to be, like, so full on a lot. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, and I remember loving that part of it. And I think the special effects were still amazing. They did. For 90, 1996. And um, that was one of the things I think that it won the Oscar for. Like, it did mm. win an Academy Award, but I believe it was more for, like, visual and sound kind right. of stuff. Um, they deserved it. Because the acting was, yes, a little cheesy. By, <laughs> by everyone, to be Bill honest. Bill Pullman, I mean, he's a great, he's a teeny bit overactor. He is. He is. <laughs> and, uh, he does a lot of smizing. He does. I feel like Tyra and him would have been really tight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we were rooting for you. Um, so, yeah, my favorite, like I said, uh, Vivica Fox's character, MVP. Mm-hmm. And I really yes. like Jeff Goldblum. Um, he's a standout for me. Again, Will Smith movie that wasn't a Will Smith movie, though. Um, that was the biggest surprise. I'm like, God, I thought he was like in, in way more. more of this. But he was uh, in it enough where it counted. Yes. And I think that's what made him 
be the breakout, you know, quote And unquote, I remember as a kid, those were the scenes I enjoyed the most mm-hmm. were his scenes. Yeah, because he had more of the comedy. Jeff Goldblum did, but not in the same way. Because it was like with his dad. Like well, I his comedy is more adult comedy. I did, and I appreciated his comedy for sure more in this one right. than I did the Will Smith scenes. When like, they were still yeah. funny, but I was like, oh, no, I really like Jeff Goldblum and his dad a lot together. because yeah, I like, uh, I wrote it down, his dad, they were, um you know, doing the Jewish prayer. Mm-hmm. And the, he was like, do you want to come sit with us? And he was like, well, I'm not Jewish. And he said, nobody's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah. I it's like, like those little one liners. Yeah. yeah. I thought those were really well done. Uh, so that was it, though. That was Independence Day. Independence Day. America. America. Yeah. This will actually release the week after. So we hope you did have um, a good Independence Day with whatever you like to do. Barbecues. Mm-hmm. Sunshines. And I hope you had a great summer solstice as well. Everyone, it's in full swing mm-hmm. uh, doing the summer thing. Hope everyone uh, stays safe. Summertime and the living is easy. Yeah. Not really. It's, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard out here in the summer. <laughs> out here in the swamp. Next month, August, uh, we're going to do a fun back-to-school theme that Jess came up with. Yes, yes. It was, I was inspired by um, a song that got stuck in my head that came from the movie Now and Then, which, of course, I had the soundtrack for. Yes. And it was like a super teen girl movie, for sure. Absolutely. And it had solid soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a fun one. And uh, the second episode of that month <laughs> will uh, be TBA. TBD. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, you can find us at Film Gazers on social medias, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. On the Twitter is where you'll find the Discord. Again, though, I said I've been kind of slacking, so find us there. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Tis up to you. Tis up to you. So, time to hit the dusty trail. Until next time. Later, taters.